This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. That's Lord Every trash team for short. Wonder if we best want you people to score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shower with 987. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a Wednesday. It's DPHR and Rothenberg it's a with you. stump day. It is a you didn't even realize it for no, a second. No, I talked <laughs> to RJ like about Wednesday. this already. No, 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 no. I, I absolutely realized it. I'm, I'm ready to... I'm ready to retire a stump. No, 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 no. I, I feel like the, the, the magnitude of pressure builds every week, and I'm always being judged, and I, I don't know. Maybe we'll do it this week, and then we'll take a sabbatical. I can't envision this thing living through all of 2024. Don't say that. You get the I'm summer. Serious. You get because we always have off. the feud. The feud is no just one waiting right around the corner. We have plenty of time for the feud. As soon as the NFL season is over, we get. I mean, Roast could be back. We don't have around the league anymore. I know. Hard to bring back in my pickle. ear. He said we could do the feud on Friday. Feud Fridays. Feud Fridays. Getting to know you Mondays. <laughs> We're not going back to getting to know you. Monday. Oh, why? There's so no. much to get to know. By the way, I hate to toot my own horn, but just for <laughs> like a, you will just for a moment, indulge me. All right, elite parallel park today. Elite. I'm good at very few things. Very few things. Parallel parking, unbelievable. I got to tell you, unbelievable. I don't want to steal any of your shine. Yeah. List of best things I do. You're good at it. It's. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. It's just I was I'm gifted. I was given. I, I, a gift. I believe that to be true, but it makes me happy every time I do it. And, and so it's funny. So I'm I'm doing the, my thing, and then all of a sudden the thing starts to beep, and I'm like, No, you're not right. I have plenty of room. I'm nowhere near the side. How dare you? You know they they think these these new cars make it so much easier. No, you mind your own business, and I'll deal with my parallel park the way I deal with my parallel park. And it was. I mean, in a word, gorgeous. The car's not used to someone as talented as you doing That's it. right. They need to make sure. That's right. Like my wife, we need lots of beeping. Lots of beeping. Here's the thing. I I think we, we drive on if Sherry's driving. Like I think that she looks at the spot, <laughs> she sees the spot, she maybe attempts the spot, she pulls out of the spot, she's like, you know what, I'm going to look for another spot down, down the road. I, a, I didn't have that kind of luxury for time, and B, the spot was big enough that I, one shot, one, I, I didn't need to pull in, pull out, go back in. No. Boom. Done. Thank you. Here I am. You know what you should do? What? You should take a page out of the uh, Great Dan Grasso book. Where Which he actually, is what? Well, no, he'll park and then he'll take, he'll stop and take a photograph. <laughs> now, why would I take a photograph? <laughs> I, you ask him. He takes, when you were gone yeah. and he was filling in one day, he admitted that he takes pictures of his beautiful spots. So he, he loves the spot and takes a picture? Or he loves his parking job and takes a picture to show it to everyone. I think it probably could be either of the two. Either he got a great spot or maybe he just wedged himself yeah, but right how in would there. you? How would you, like, what would be the rationale behind taking a picture and showing the, the spot? Like, nobody well, cares that it's a great spot. Listen, you'd have to ask him. It's not my thing, but I'm saying, like, for you, 
if it was one of those situations where it's like when you first look at it, there's no chance he's getting his Mercedes in the spot, and then to everyone's surprise, you wedge that bad boy right in there. Yeah, I don't think it was that. It was not to the point where it was. It was so. It was just lack perfectly. Of room. It, was it was perfectly. Just perfectly it was like yeah. angles and nice. it was. It was just beautiful. It was a. It was a bulbous spot. There was plenty of room to back up. It's, I'm not saying like I was bereft of room, but just the way that I I maneuvered was, was the way you was, see the game is different. It, yes, yeah. It was very, it was very Montana like. Nice is what it was. Yeah. It was the Joe Montana par- parallel park. You get the angles down right. Exactly that. You know what it was like. This is the only thing I could say. And then we'll get to the <laughs> get to the next. You know, like when Gretzky. Yeah. Well, like the angles. He'd say yep. if I hit it off the boards here mm-hmm. or, or or there. Or it I was kind of like the play in the Rangers game last night. The D to D pass. <laughs> what an awful loss! Wow. You were napping when I walked in today. Wow! But I, the first thing I said, so, said when I saw Raymond, I was like, "What an all! I'm what an all! You have a two nothing lead against San Jose, and you blow that game. That oh, team yeah. is horrendous. That team is not good. My team lost to. I was at the game last yeah, night. But, uh, but at least you played a good team. Yeah, we peppered them in the second period too. Uh, yeah. Listen, I mean, you played a good team. There's no, I know there's no we shame. played a really good team. There's no shame in losing to the Stanley Cup champions. Well, let's not pretend like you guys have not been a, I mean, recently have I not know. been a really good team. I know. Listen, they went 1-2-1 one, and one on this road trip, right? And the game against Anaheim, they were fortunate to win and trailed 2 nothing. And then last night, they led 2, two nothing going into the third period. And you know what? There's probably a lot of people waking up this morning like, Oh, I wonder how the Rangers did. They lost. You lost. In overtime, so they did get the point, but just brutal. And now they come home, and they have Vegas on Thursday, I believe, tomorrow night. Vegas is a good team. Very good team. Very good hockey team. That's a big team, too. And Vegas just beat the Rangers, beat them up last week, 5-1. So, yeah, to start this road trip. Not not great for the Rangers. They're they're in one right now. They're in one, Knicks are not. Knicks are. Because we take care of business. I got to tell you, man. That's a... what a good basketball team. What a well-coached. I mean, you're on your third center. You're watching the game. You think to yourself, this is going to be the one. Like, they, they're going to get gotten. Down nine going in the They're going to get gotten this one. They're going to lose this game. Brooklyn is playing. There's kind of a, a feel at Barclays Center. And to their credit, you know, this is what good teams do. They beat teams that they should, and they don't play their A game, and they still find a way. And that's exactly what you got from the Knicks last night. Well, there was no feel in Brooklyn. The feel in Brooklyn was it was, it was a Knicks home game. With how loud the Knicks fans were, right? And you heard Mikael Bridges after the game, and he was like third quarter. I mean, he was he was lights out in the third. I kept quarter. leaving him wide open, though. <laughs> yeah, I get it, but I mean, they have done exactly what needs to be done against teams that are bad. They're undefeated, which is great. I mean, going you know, being down nine going to the fourth quarter, not not necessarily what you want, but Brooklyn does what Brooklyn has done the entire season. Which is which is up, collapse. Which is give up fourth quarter leads. Right, we, they're I the mean, worst li- fourth quarter team in the NBA. Literally gagged at the end of that game. Literally last night. the worst. Yeah, like Jacques Vaughn, he waste at the end of the game, he wastes like what seven seconds before he calls the timeout. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, what are you waiting for? I don't know why the Knicks didn't foul on that, but it, it doesn't matter. You know, why open? Cam Johnson had a no, wide it's a, open. It's a look. great look. I mean, he hits wide that, he hits that shot, and you're thinking to yourself, "Why? Why in the world did you not foul him?" But again, well, it's because OG went for the OG went for the steal on the inbound. Foul him with five seconds left, get the rebound, and then you, you close yeah, it out. But again, right. it, it doesn't matter. You did what you had to do, and that that's what the Knicks are, right? They are a team that finds a way to win these games. And when was the last time you could realistically say that? It's been quite a while. Uh, it's been yeah. Well, no, over well, the last couple of years. I mean, they're they're starting to figure it out. But this team, especially, I mean, teams under 500, they're undefeated, which is great. I mean, Jalen and, and Julius both go for both go for thirty. 
I think you probably missed. I mean, Achua did a pretty good job. You um, definitely missed Hartenstein. You missed Hartenstein, especially the rebound. And Sims had a couple of, what, four blocks in the first quarter. But um, there was that one sequence, man. And I know they were talking about it after the game, but I know you loved it because I loved it. But The one at the end of the game? With it? Well, they come down, Hart with the block, then it's OG, then Hart saves it. And he throws it up to uh, to Randall, to Brunson, to Randall for the dunk. Right. It was just well, that, that was the play of the game. In, in, yeah. in, in fact, uh, here's Brunson saying that, in his mind, play the year for the Knicks. Yeah, play of the year so far. Important time of the game, the hustle, and then the finish on the other end. That's, uh, that's pretty big. It was huge. It really was. And I'll tell you what, there was a time, I think it was the second quarter, and I get you have to rest your guys, but they had Brunson and Randall both out of the game at the same time. And scoring for that team at that point, it is a chore. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they're asking they're asking their starting five to do a lot. I thought Josh Hart was good. I mean, we mentioned that play he just made, and he made the uh, he made the layup kind of in traffic. Uh, that was a big play in the game too. But I mean, they this team I think has shown Leon Rose in the front office enough that they do need something else. They're going to get something else. Well, they, I was going to get Allen yesterday. I mean, it was actually a really good thought. I liked it, especially when you look at which teams aren't aren't able because of um, salary. Salary issues. What do you say, Larry? Well, yeah, you get you trade for. I say it's Bruce Brown or whoever, right? And then you can you can pick up Lowry in the, if he gets bought out. There's some teams that can't. And when you look at, I mean, Villanova guy, what the Knicks are now, right? How he would kind of fit the mentality of both those guys would fit the mentality of what this team is doing because that's what you don't want to screw up. That's what you got to be careful about is you don't want to screw up what this team is now. And OG fits perfectly, and that's worked out. But how how we now kind of decide what we're going to add to you got to strengthen the bench you have to oh you you have to especially unless you don't have Robinson you don't have Hartenstein you're playing Sims and you're playing Achua and they they did well last night but you can't that's a bad re- team though yeah. rely on on that right against against a better team that's, well, that's your not next couple work. yeah I mean the, the, we have the Denver next, on Thursday you got Denver and then you got Miami right and Miami got better with uh Rogier they sure did so and that was always the thought that he wanted to be well, that's what he said he wanted to be in Miami anyway and now you got Milwaukee, Milwaukee changing coaches. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, so Milwaukee got booted in the first round last year and fired, fired Budenholzer. Out. Which I guess you know. Yeah. Uh, well, there was some talk. Well, there was some talk before he won the championship that he was on his way out. Yes, somewhat understandable. I, I guess. I mean, they had injuries, but whatever. So they fire him. They hire Adrian Griffin. They were, I think, thirty and thirteen, right? And they fire him. They at thirty and thirteen, they fired him. Yeah, well, it's kind of like when it happened. It's it's almost reminds me of what happened with Cleveland when they had David Blatt and they, and then fired they put him. Lou in. But at least Lou was an assistant coach on the team, wasn't he? While Rivers is a consultant, which kind of reminds me of what happened in Ottawa when they brought in Jacques Martin, and they're like, "Oh, he's just gonna don't worry, he'll be a consultant." Next thing you know, he's the he's the coach. But they, defensively, they haven't been they, defensively they haven't been good. I get it, but they're still thirty and thirteen. Well, okay, so if your star player Giannis has questions as to if this coach is good enough. Damian Lillard has a problem with the offense, right. and you're not good defensively. No, no, I, I understand why they did it. It's just, it's just wild to think that you you just hi, you just hired. I him. get it. I, and, and I he has, completely understand. And he has not failed, right? Like thirty and thirteen is a, is a pretty good record, second best record in the Eastern Conference, and and you bang the guy for that. No, I don't know if it's they banged him for. I mean, they didn't clearly didn't bang him for the record. I think they clearly. I think they saw the writing on the wall where it's. I mean. You were going to lose something when you lost Drew Holiday, right? Defensively, you're going to lose something, but of we're going to do that because we want to. You know, we're going to be better offensively with Dame Lillard, which they are. 
the offense isn't the question. Dane doesn't necessarily like the offense. Right. It sounds like from all the things I've read that he's not really a big fan of what they do. And if Giannis is unhappy, then you're going to make the change. Well, and on top of that, I mean, they went, so from last season, they were defensive rating-wise, they were fourth. This season, they're 21st. They've given up over almost 121 points a game, which is 25th in the NBA. That's not championship level. It's not. It's, but I guess the question is, can you turn it on when you need to? Well, January, I guess, I guess I think, the answer for them is they don't think they January, can. January, it's been bad. They probably don't think they can. I don't think the front office thinks they can. And on top of it, I mean, we're spending this entire time trying to prove to Giannis that we're all in, you know, we're all into in championships. So if he's, I mean, if he's already hesitant going in, and then he sees this, he's. I like, get it. This is not the recipe. Uh, I get it. It's just it's it's a weird optic. So they they move on from their head coach, and the Knicks are winning games. And I, I mean, again, I don't know. There's not a lot of negativity with the Knicks. You know, then I think that's probably part of the reason we don't get a ton of phone calls on the Knicks because they're just they're they're fine. They're functional. They're not the elite of the elite, but they're they're rolling along. They win the games. I think they they're should. more than functional, though. They're, I think you're they're, starting good, to, they're good basketball right, team, right? But I mean, even nationally, you start hearing some of the conversations about them, right? Like I mean, you hear what Perk says about them. Like just, I mean, I had you know, Candace talking about how Jalen wasn't good in the Miami the Miami series. It's like, did you check his? But she said he wasn't good in the Miami. Yeah, series? Yeah, she's like first, you know, first round good, second round not so much. I was like, did you look at? Did you actually look that's at a, his? That's a weird thing to say. His no. numbers in the second round, or no? Okay. Without him, they would have been so. No, and he like, was, and he was nicked up in that series too. That's a weird, yeah, hill to die on. It, no? I don't think she was trying to die on that hill, but it wasn't a great. Uh, that's a weird hill to even walk up. Yeah, <laughs> right? you don't even want to start that hill. But no, I think this is. I think we've kind of we've kind of crossed that that threshold now with this team, where it's like a lot of the fan base is happy with where the team is at, mm-hmm. and they expect them to win, especially when they play bad teams. And now it's okay. What what's going to happen in the playoffs or I get we get I bet we get start to get more interest as soon as we get you know as we as we the inch towards the deadline. deadline. Yeah. yeah, no, I think so too. And that's what two weeks from Friday. It's, I'm Ron Burgundy. It's, don't make fun of me. I'm not good with the dates. Well, it's February eighth. Okay, so I think it's two weeks from tomorrow. Okay, okay. Don't bring Ron. I don't Burgundy know what I'm the, doing tomorrow. Tomorrow you're doing the open. Is what you're doing. Uh, I am doing the open. Suggest to Ray maybe we, today we kind of think about uh, well that would be nice. what we want the theme to be. The theme would probably be making fun of people on the show. Yeah. Well, that's always the theme. We are laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. It Thursday. took me a minute. Guess what the 8th is? The 8th? Oh, yeah. Trade deadline day. Guess what it is? Oh, it's a big one. Number 40? Oh, yeah. Number 40. Oh, yeah. Okay, here, here's what I'm suggesting. Right? He made it. What day of the week? Because that's a Thursday. It's Thursday. He should do the open. He should. It's his birthday open. Well, here's what I'm suggesting. I'd like to throw it out right now. I, I can't imagine anybody says no. That's the breakfast day. Well, here's the problem. No, here we go. <laughs> well, it, why why do you have a problem with everything? It's Ray and I owe you two breakfast. Okay, so here's what we do. <laughs> happy birthday, Ray. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. Um, and I'll probably thank him via text later on after the breakfast. Uh, here, here's here's what we do then. We'll pay for the breakfast that day, and you guys will owe us a, a, a no. the, the breakfast in the future. That doesn't make any sense. I, yeah, I mean, what are the odds of us getting together twice for for breakfast? <laughs> breakfast is uh, in the same year. We'll we'll figure. I'm I, a new man. I, I have no problem. This guy's socializing all over the yeah, place. I went to an Islander game last night. Yeah, by the way, you guys get on me for being secretive. He just pops in here all willy-nilly, just, ah, Islanders game. No, he said it last night. No, I told him. He said it. He's, oh, he, also to two of you running, you know, give well, no, offense. No, he said it. No, not a gimmick offense. He said it yesterday during the show on the air. He's like, I'm going to the Islanders game tonight with Milo's team. That's what he said. You weren't listening. I don't know if that was on the air. 
That's a pox on you. I don't know if that was <laughs> is what it is. A <laughs> pox on you. Yes. I mean, there was a thing last week. Like that you don't ha- have your secret conversations over on that side, right? I mean, listen, there was there was an element that happened last week that we won't discuss. I wasn't aware of. I, I'm worried about you two now. You're breaking off. What was last week's element you didn't know about? I can't reveal on the air. You know, you know what it is. I actually don't. I mean, I probably do. But I'll I just tell can't. you afterwards. Yeah. Give me a. Can, can you give me a hint? No. no. Let's play the feud. No. Oh, no. Twenty-five thousand dollar pyramid. No, this is. I not- love that game. It's a good game. Love that game. Yeah. I'm worried. Silos. Oh, we should do the pyramid. Pyramid. We should we should make Winthrop things that are gray. We should make Winthrop come in early and be the host of the pyramid, and it's me and you versus those two. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. Well, why would he have to come in early? Why don't we just do the pyramid in the in the nine o'clock? Well, hour? let's just make sure we tell him he's got to be in at a certain time to host, because you know he's dying to be on the microphone. Yeah, I think he's pulled in a lot of directions though, because he thinks like I'm the big boss. It doesn't look good for me to be on the microphone. But he also thinks he's more talented than us, right. and he could do our jobs right. better than we could. He, he is uh, RJ. He is. I don't know if you were here for this or not. He actually walked in studio one day and is like, "Yeah, I could do your job, no problem." <laughs> yes. If there were radio war, like wins above replacement, your war uh, war would be zero. I think in his mind, like you are scratch. Right. Like I'm instantly replaceable. Yeah. That's not good. No. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Garrett Wilson had some interesting things to say on Barton Hahn yesterday. He's got Aaron coming back, buddy. I know, and, and I guess he's feeling bullish because of it. I, was, so, I think I saw Sauce, too. Did, uh, Santa, you're always good with this stuff. Did you see, was it Sauce? Was that really Sauce's account that was tweeting... Um, the receivers that they would be interested in bringing in. Uh, I thought I saw that. He didn't see it. I don't think. I don't think so. Usually, my social media guy. I'll check it out. There was so, a lot going on yesterday. So Sauce said that these are the receivers that they would like to bring in. Oh no, he mentioned. I, I think it was. Hold on. I mean, I think we know who the guys are, right? T. Higgins, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams. Those are the. Well, Higgins was one of them, right? Well, he's a free agent. Yep. Uh, Calvin Ridley and T. 
said, name a free agent no one is talking about that the Jets should sign. And he said, okay, Calvin first Ridley. First of all, no one's T. talking about it. Everyone is talking about Everyone. T. Higgins. Uh, Calvin Ridley, I don't know. I thought he was underwhelming this season. Well, I mean, Jacksonville in general. Got right. off to a good start, though. People are excited about it. He did. He got off to a great start. But I think as the season went on, his, his success kind of... You see where Aaron took the boys, declined. too, right? To, to, well, golfing? But at Vegas. West, right? Yeah, I saw that. I saw somebody say that they think his hole-in-one didn't really happen. Stop. Because he's trying to steal the narrative from, from, from Jordan the Packers Love. I saw that, Love. Yeah. <laughs> would be diabolical. But weren't people must have witnessed the hole-in-one. Well, yeah, know? the guys he's with. I mean, he brought right. his offensive line to Vegas. They golfed. They went to the, the Golden Knights game. That's a good, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's good a good team-building stuff right That's there. great stuff. Listen, the guys love him. Now he gets it. They love him. Whether there's people in the media that don't like him is one thing. But his mean team weather. Well, there are. There are plenty of people in the media okay. that don't like him. Well, I think that he, he brings that upon himself a lot, though. But his guys love him. Now, Raymond, RJ, maybe you can tell me if this is true. This guy, Chris, line six. Is he calling from Germany? Hamburg. Yeah? There's a place called Hamburg, New Jersey, so oh. that's possible. Oh, there's a Hamburg, New Jersey? Oh, I did get a text message the other day, though. Uh, Raymond, do we have New Mexico on the uh, map? I don't think we do. What do you mean? You got a text message? I got a DM from... Uh... Yeah, but that doesn't count. He's well, not he got to call. call. He's no, got, got a call. call. They got a call. Yes, sir. He's, oh, he's busy. Well, you know what? Fine time. He's not too busy to DM. You yet. know Anthony from the company. He's in New Mexico and oh. he wants to be on the map. Well, it doesn't work like that. All right. You he's, tell him to make a, a phone call. Okay. Number 1-800-919-3776. By the way, we have awakened the Knicks fan. So let's get to the Knicks calls. Tariq in Yonkers. Tariq, good morning. You're on 9870 ESPN. Dave, the reason why we ain't been calling... It's because the media takes their time out to trash the Knicks. You remember oh my God. when it was KD no. and Kyrie? No, you, 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 know, oh, you, know oh you know what, Tariq? You know what? We have done nothing to trash the Knicks. Nothing to trash Michael, the Knicks. Don't give me this, the media trashes the Knicks. The Knicks have not been trashed. Dave, yeah. Michael K. hasn't sat on his show and talked about the Brooklyn Nets and trashing the Knicks over the last three years. Him and Stephen A. Smith. Is that true or false? I have no idea. Oh, don't punish us. And, and so, so you're going to lump us in? We haven't been positive I'm about the lumping. Knicks. We sit here every day I'm discussing how the good the Knicks have been. I'm not lumping, I'm not lumping you, Dave. I'm, you asked the question. It's embarrassing why the Knicks fans ain't cold. I'm explaining to you why. I'm not lumping you in. If you take it personal, I'm sorry, but that's why the Knicks fans don't call in as much no more because we feel like most of the radio media, ESPN included, they just trash the Knicks every chance they get. I think you're but out of your mind. Wait, but well, Tariq, this is your safe maybe, place then. This maybe, is your Dave, safe place. I guess so. Maybe I, Dave. I love the show. I love you, but I listen to it every day like everybody else, and I just feel like the Knicks don't get the type of exposure that they deserve. Oh, which, which, uh, uh, Tariq, what what, do you, what is it you want us to do? What, when was the last time we had a negative thought on the Knicks? We we've been complimenting Leon Rose. We think they're well coached. We sat here opening the show saying they didn't even play a very good game, yet they found a way to win. That's what good teams do. What is it you're looking for us to do and say about this team that's going to actually move the needle for you? Constant coverage. When we got tips two years, four years ago, rather, excuse me, the first losing season we had after that little Atlanta Hall series. The Atlanta Hawks series, the whole year. Tariq, you're going back four years, yeah, but Tariq, three you gotta years, understand, two though, Tariq, years. Tariq, you got to understand, the Knicks, the Knicks right now are not a national conversation. The reason why the Nets became a national conversation is because they got KD and Kyrie. And, and, now, they're, and now they're irrelevant. And right now, now they stink. 
So if you're going to go back to the Atlanta series, yeah, okay, so that's your that's your opportunity in front of everybody is to show out, and the Knicks didn't against Atlanta. We didn't. So they were awful. They, right. But this idea that the Knicks don't get a lot of love is, is I mean, ridiculous. I just said it to start the show. They're actually getting, like, you should, like, the people now nationally that are talking about the Knicks and see what they're building here, like, this is becoming now a very attractive place to be. And, and reason for discussion. Like, people and we talk about the what the NBA Knicks is going to be. I mean, I, you know what the weird thing is? I don't think we have any negativity towards the Knicks. None. None. No. I think the interesting thing with this team, and we'll see this, we'll see this postseason, is, and I've said this the entire time, you know I've said this, because everyone calls in, where's the superstar, where's the superstar? The Miami Heat have been able to do it with, without one of those, I guess, I mean, Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is different. Jimmy but, Butler's a star in the okay, playoffs, well, can and Jay, Adebayo's not far off, right, too. Well, can Jalen Brunson do that in the playoffs? Well, well, last year he was pretty darn good. All right, so now we're going to have another opportunity to do that. Can Julius Randle be healthy enough? Right, and now you kind of have the team you want, right? It's not clunky anymore. Things but, fit. The pieces fit. I think you'd still, again, you still need help on the bench. But stop with this narrative that the Knicks don't get yeah. love. I mean, my well, God. Well, I get it. If you're just speaking on the national media or Stephen A. Smith, who criticizes the Knicks a lot, says he's a Knicks fan but goes after them all the time. Well, whatever. I mean, I can't sit here and, and defend I'm that. Not That's not defend my anyone. thing. I mean, all I can do is is say what we think, right? Is defend us and speak for us. I can't speak for Michael Kay or Stephen A. Smith nope. or Alan Hahn or anybody. If you have an issue with those guys, call their show. I'll call us and go after them. It's ridiculous. Go to Jason in East Northport. Hey, Jay. How's it going, guys? Uh, what's up, Jay? Um, so you kind of just mentioned this, uh, Rick. You were talking about them needing some scoring off the bench. I know a lot of people are talking about DeJounte Murray and how they want him. But to, to me, I think the, the best fit would be someone like a Jordan Clarkson from Utah. Because I think you add Murray, that puts Steven Chenzo on the bench. But what does that really do for our scoring off the bench? I think Clarkson is used to coming off the bench. He's a six-man-of-a-year winner in the past. He's a scorer. To me, he kind of fits like the quickly role where he could come in, score a bunch of points, and, and help energize the offense with the second unit. Murray, I think, is the better all-around player, but he's going to cost you more. And you've got to figure right. out financially if it makes sense. I actually liked Allen's idea yesterday. He was talking about because Bruce Brown has said, I would like to be a Nick. It sounds right. like the Lakers are going to be involved. If you could you know, swing a move for Bruce Brown and then find a way if when if and when Kyle Lowry gets bought out. Well, you got to figure that out. There's no reason for them to keep him in right. Charlotte. Right, you bring in Kyle Lowry. Right. Let's go to John in Morristown. Hey, John, you're next up on 98.7. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, nice to nice to be on with you guys. Um, that prior call, I guess it was Tyreek, about you guys not covering the Knicks. That's right. absurd. And that's a ridiculous reason. Um, but I, I wanted to say, man, these Knicks, they're real and they're spectacular, man. It's, it's fun to watch. Uh, you know, teams, players passing to each other. Even, even Randall, you know, has, has, uh, has drunk the Kool-Aid. So it's, it's fun to watch. It's almost like watching a college team with the energy they have and they like playing with each other. It's cool. It's good to see. And I, I'm glad to finally see some good basketball in New York. Yeah, it's it it really is. I mean, they're entertaining. They they you know what I love? You don't get this from probably most teams in the NBA. They bring it. it almost every night they bring it, which is really half the battle in this league. Cuz well, especially many, in the regular season, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Cuz yeah. how many teams they just, you know, punt on any given game. Knicks never punt on a game. No, but you've heard the entire time. Like anytime you hear Tibbs talk and he explains, I mean, he talks glowingly about you name the player. The things he always brings up are just like he's a gym rat. Like there's a certain kind of player that he wants, and those kind of players like, that's all they want to do, is they want to go and, and even, like, these guys showing up late to the facility to just get shots up, whatever it is. Like, these guys just want to play. 
and they want to find a way to contribute whatever way that is. Right. Like, I think if, if the Knicks were to ever do what the Nets did that day, there'd be backlash from the players. I think, like, Brunson and Randall would be like, what are you— well, you heard Bridges. Yeah. Bridges is like, what are we doing? Right. I want to play. Right, of course. But that's the kind of... But that's what you want. You want right. your guys wanting to play. There are, there are players in the league that you tell them, all right, guys, you're going to go out there for 30 seconds, and then that'll be that. But like, great. You know what? Give me the night off. That's not this team. No, it's not this team. And I got to tell you, too, and I don't think you can understate this, just the... Overstate. Uh, overstate this, is the relationship between Brunson Hart and DiVincenzo. Like, having guys... Because I'm telling all you... all over guys, right? Well, no, but I say this to you all the time. Like, it's... The locker room in college is so much different than the locker room in the pros. Like that, the bond you build in college, even in the minors, just like, I mean, with the guys as much as you are, most of the guys are single, it's bus trips and everything else. Like you create this, this closeness, this, like this togetherness. Mm -hmm. I know how when you get to the, in a locker room, like we, you know, we're all brothers, we should love each other. It's not as easy at that level as it is in college. Like those guys, they care about each other. A lot. And if you can create that, like if you can build that, mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that's, that's a powerful thing. That's a special bond. Carl in Queens. Good morning, Carl. Hey, guys. I just want to uh, ask you if you thought this iteration of the Knicks would beat the 54-win team in a best of seven. I think they'd kill them. You're talking about the, the team from, from three no. years ago? No, no. He's talking about the no, no, Carmelo, no, 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 no. Jay the Mello, the, the yeah. mellow team? Not 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 the not the twenty twenty team. Uh, mm. the the mellow one. Mm, I don't know. It'd be a good series. I gotta go. Series. I have to go back and look. Be a good series. That team was old. Oh, uh, that team was old. That team was good though. Kid, there was not a uh, Thomas on that team. There was not a long runway for that team. No, <laughs> that was a good team. Who did Hibbert block? Was it was Mellow he blocked? Right. That's the team Roy that Hibbert? lost to. That was uh, Mellow the Pacers. Yeah. That, that's who they lost to. They, that team lost to the Pacers in the postseason in six because they lost game one and they never rebounded from that. Yeah, I don't know how you remember all that stuff. Well, I just remember that. I know You remember a lot. It's like ingrained in Knicks fans' minds. I know, but it's like he, his recollection of everything is crazy. Uh, As he I prepares very, mentally for Stump Rothamore today. Very disappointed like, by the series. Because the Knicks were the two and they uh, they fell apart. I will say this about this team, though. and it's We'll see what happens here at the deadline. As far as... As far as the pieces and how they fit, I mean, this is <laughs> like they 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 found they're finding the right guys. Yes, and like I know initially, like there was a lot of you, me, like when you read the the tweet about the Knicks trade, you heard nothing about it. No one was saying anything about the Knicks making a deal, right? And then all of a sudden it pops up, and it's like it was jarring. It was like whoa, yeah, you, and you felt like you gave up a lot for this. And then guy. you see how he fits, and then what ten and two in the twelve games he's played, right? I mean, how how much better defensively they are. You, you know what's amazing to me? I can't believe, and I was excited by the signing. I can't believe Jalen Brunson is this good. Like, Jalen Brunson, if he's not a superstar, he's at that next step down. Like, he's a terrific basketball player. You don't get, you don't get that as a free agent. Uh, not usually, but it's another Certainly one of those guys. Certainly the Knicks don't. Well, no, but it's another one of those guys. I mean, as far as, like, all the intangible stuff, it's, I mean, exactly what you wanted. it. And on top of that, what you saw when Luka was gone and what he was able to do in the playoffs, it's like, you know, does this this guy have another? If it's his team, does he have another level? And he's yes. showing us he did. Yes, and it, and it's clearly his team. Like yeah. Rand, Randall needs to produce for them to get where they want to go. But this is Jalen Brunson's team, right? Make make no mistakes. No. Um, Mikael Bridges, and this is this he's a good is, player too. This is a very good player. 
uh, kind of being wasted on this team. This is going to be hard for the Nets fans to hear, but we'll we'll play it for you on the Knicks fans being louder than the Nets fans last night. I mean, I feel like any person in here is not fun. And you feel like you're at a away game at home. So that's for probably any person sitting in here, any person alive. So, I mean, that's as as a player, that's got to be as deflating as anything, right? When, yes. When you're home and there's more fans for the other team than your team. Speaking from experience, yes. This is tough. Ray, you were there last night. What would you say the um, the mix was of Knicks fans and Nets fans? Probably more than 60, 65% Knicks fans. More, heavy, heavy more Knicks than presence. that? Heavy Knicks presence. So yep. you think 70, 30? Yeah. And the fourth quarter, there was a very loud let's go Knicks chant that was drowned out by the uh, by the PA system at one point. Knicks fans were there. That's, were emba- that's embarrassing. Is, is it, though? Yes. It's it's it's, it, it's Brooklyn is, is still New York, and it's still... Like, listen, the Nets had a good run there where they had a, a, a superstar-laden roster, but it was always a Knicks town. It was never not a Knicks town. I agree with that. But for it to be 70-30 in your own arena, is yeah, it's embarrassing. I saw a lot of Knicks fans go, go, leading up to the game yesterday. That they, they were saying that this was the cheapest Knicks ticket that they could get all year. That they they were looking forward to this game as Knicks fans. They didn't they didn't care about the Nets. They didn't care. About, they just wanted to they watch, wanted to watch play the Knicks play basketball. And, 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 and this was a cheaper cheap. ticket than they would get. At so Madison you don't you don't Garden. think that's embarrassing? That as a Knicks fan, they're all excited because they can get in to watch their team at a cheap number. Like this, so there's no rivalry whatsoever. No, but I mean, did you feel like we talked about it yesterday? There was no juice going to the game. None. No, I, I, I can promise you, it's it's embarrassing. Like if we had a game at the Coliseum and the, you could. There were more Rangers fans than Islanders fans. It's it never was seventy thirty Rangers. Uh there were some times. Really? Yeah. We, I mean, we had some bad teams, man, and we played some really good Rangers teams. And Rangers fans are all. I mean, uh, all loud. over the place. Loud, yeah. But it's embarrassing. I used to. I mean, we it go is down embarrassing. To, like there were times we go down to Florida to play the Panthers, and I, I'm not going to say I felt bad for the Panthers, but like there are a lot of Islanders fans down in Florida, and right. they would all show up, and you could. They were louder than the Panthers fans. Not, I mean, that's that's tough. Like, getting booed at home, tough. Like, your own fans booing at home is the worst, but I mean, also... When is you, it worse to be booed at home and run out of the building by your own fans? Or have yes. more or, or have more of the opposition fans in your building when you play them? Booed by your own fans. Booed by your own that's fans. That's the worst. It's the worst. Like, when they dump the puck in from the other end and they cheer when you stop it, <laughs> it's like <laughs> the most disrespectful thing you it's, could do. It's not good. Eric in Albany. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, guys. How are you today? Good. How are you? Just want to say thanks for the entertaining show every day on my way to work. I appreciate it. Um, just wanted to weigh in on the Knicks real quick. Um, I think historically you can look at Tibbs' record with the Bulls, the Timberwolves, and even with the Knicks. He loves to win in the regular season, and the part of the problem is he wears down his players. And I have a concern with, um, although it's a fun, good story during the regular season, Brunson and the rest of these guys are going to be worn down by playoff time, and uh, it's going to be a similar situation that he's had with teams in the past not being able to get past the, you know, even the second round. Also, teams in the playoffs are going to hunt uh, Jalen Brunson on uh, defense. They're going to switch off of OG and pick on Brunson just as he did last year in the second round. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Fun entertainment season, but concerns about wearing down his players in the regular season. All right. The only thing I'll say to that is it's not like Jalen Brunson wore down last year. I mean, he, he was banged up last year in the postseason, but he was at his best in the playoffs against Miami. Yeah, well, that's the concern, though. Uh, we talked about this the other day, I think, after they beat um, they beat Washington. Like, Washington's not a good team, and you asked, I mean, you asked your starting five to, to carry you. Right. 
which is not, I mean, that's not ideal. We know how hard they play during the regular season, which they should. I mean, everyone should. You're trying to put yourself in the best, you know, best position. To I have know, success but you have playoffs. to kind of finagle it that you, you have a, a fresh. You've got to walk that line. Yes. Right. I agree with you. And he's not a big guy, and he takes a beating. And he's right. I mean, I'm gonna, if I'm the coach of another team, like if you're, I mean, if you're playing the Heat and you're Spolstra, you're going to circle Jalen Brunson's name. Don't Absol- let this guy beat ab- us. Ab- you're going to circle his name, and you're going to say every time this guy goes down the lane. Beat the and crap ab- out of him. Yeah, hammer him. Every single time. So Julius is going to have to at some point step up. And last year he had the ankle, which he got surgery on. But right. now it's like, okay. a lot of pressure on Julius this postseason. Because, you know, the, the, the COVID year, he was not good in the postseason. And everyone said, well, it's it's only him. And they game plan to stop him. And they did. And okay, people were, were able to deal with that. Then he had the thumbs down. Then last year he wasn't good because he was hurt. All right, so now in the in the last two times you've been to the postseason, you have not been good either of those times. This year, it's going to be very important for him to be right at a certain point. Yeah, good. like you've had. I mean, you've had the experience. Like you know what it's all about. Hopefully, he's healthy. And I mean, you got two really good players. I mean, you got two All Star level players. Yes, Julius Randle is an All NBA caliber player. Think Brunson makes the All Star team this year? He should. It's crazy <laughs> that he's not. Could you imagine if he doesn't? No, dude, I'm telling you, like I would. I mean, just strictly on definition, most valuable to his team. Jalen Brunson is one of the most valuable players to his I agree. team. You see when you take him off the court for five no, minutes, what happens? Things fall apart. Um, it's the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. Now, we're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Get your box for the big game by list- listening to our show. Barton Hahn and the K Show. This year's big game payouts are five hundred bucks in quarters, one and three, thousand dollars at the half, and a final score payout of two thousand dollars. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey, along with Security Dodge. Come get some. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. You know what I like? And I and I give us credit Super for boxes. This. Yes, you know what else I like? The fact that we have awakened the Knicks fan from their slumber. We got a lot of calls. We got a lot of calls. Look now. what's look what's on line one. We're gonna cross off New Mexico. Yes, is what we're gonna do. Raymond, how many states need to be crossed off on your master list? I mean, we've got a pretty healthy number of states here. The the, the Midwest probably needs a. Do uh, we have Nebraska? We do not have Nebraska. So we need someone from Nebraska. Do we have Minnesota? We do not have Minnesota. Do we have either of the Dakotas? No. So we we have some states we that, need to cross off. That entire off. area needs yeah it, it needs some love. Do we have Wyoming? No, Can I we not guess all told, the states? I just told you that, that the entire area. Needs We're late some for love. break. What, what do you think? Does it count when I go? If I go on a cross country trip, on my time off and call into the show, mm, can we? Count. No, no, only if you call from there. No, well, that's what, what I was sort of saying. <laughs> I'm not going to just go downstairs and pretend like, hey, it's Rick in North well, Dakota. No, no, well, we've got calling from Djibouti. <laughs> yeah, but you you can't call in from North Dakota and say you're from in Montana. No, don't do that. No, Rick cannot travel to Wyoming and call and be like, hey, it's Rick from Wyoming, and that crosses off the list. No, you'd never know. And you know what the truth is? If you do that, you're kind of pathetic anyway. Why? If I'm going, if you're taking your, your your family on like like to a dude yeah. ranch and you're out in Wyoming and you're calling the show at five o'clock in the morning, you're pathetic. I'm trying to help the show. I think that's how does it help the show. That we have all the states. It's being a good teammate. No, sleep, sleep in. Let, let let's leave that what to the sleep? actual. Let's leave that to the listeners. All right, all right let's break because apparently we're late. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Stump Rothenberg in the seven o'clock hour, which is coming your way next on ninety eight seven ESPN. All right, check off uh, that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats. Your home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with. 
Unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals with Vivid Seats rewards you earn with every purchase. From tip-off to final buzzer, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter the most to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Garrett Wilson, uh, these are some real remarks. Barton Hahn yesterday on playing against Josh Allen. When your offense is very Josh Allen predicated, you're going to live and die by that. You know, that's simple. You know, I feel like, you know, we played against Josh Allen the last couple of years. He gave us a few games, bro. And... You know, the games that we did lose against them. You know, he played he played good. You know, nothing nothing crazy. But as far as the games we won, he gave us the game. Wow. I mean, he gave us the games? Well, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, uh, he has a, on, Josh man. Allen has a hard time against that defense. I, I understand that, but uh, what are you doing? What 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 is what is the benefit? It's not like it's not like you're you're, you're fourteen and three and well, you're rolling playing to the one seed. The, he's on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I I understand. I get He's it. not playing against Josh Allen. I, I would not be thrilled if I was the head coach of, the, of this team. This this team can't help themselves, though. I mean, you are you're, you're, you've accomplished nothing. We have accomplished nothing, though. No. So be quiet would be my take. I'm just I'm surprised. And Garrett seems like a really quiet, humble guy. I'm I'm just surprised that he would come out like this. Well, I'm just telling. Like, I think he's just telling you what what the feeling is when they play them. Even if you believe that and you believe it behind closed doors, and that's the conversation in the locker room, why would you make statements like this? Josh Allen is awesome. I actually the like way. the fact that they're not intimidated by Buffalo. Well, clearly they're not intimidated right, by so Buffalo. I kind of like it. But I mean, so what? They they split against Buffalo this year. Did they beat them last year? Did they get swept. They last? beat them in Week One. They beat um, Buffalo this year. They were one on one. I'm saying yeah. last season. Um, season. I, I I hate when you ask me. What's questions. your? It's your team. You have no I idea know. what well, they did I against them. I'm so focused on this season. I don't remember what they did last season. Last year. They beat them. The yeah, Jets they beat them did. once. They beat them in week nine, and they lost to them by eight points uh, a month later. Up in Buffalo, right? Yeah. So in his time here, they're two and two against Buffalo. And he's speaking from his experience. I, and what the Jets do last season? He's not wrong. What the Jets do last season? Nothing, but he's not wrong. I mean, they live and die by Josh Allen. It changed a little bit when Joe Brady became the offensive of coordinator. Course. But you, you know what? The Jets kind of live and die with Aaron Rodgers, too. You don't think he would, he would kill to have Josh Allen as his quarterback? I think he would have given it like anything to have Josh Allen as his quarterback. I don't know. I maybe I'm wrong. I don't I don't like it. I think it's very unnecessary and I I don't like any any bit of this. I think he was asked the question, he answered it honestly, and he's probably not even thinking about like what is that gonna be? Bulletin board material Am for I Josh wrong? Allen? Is, I mean, is is that not taking shots at Josh Allen? He he, he gives the games away against us? Yeah, I mean I don't know I don't know if it was intended to be a shot against Josh Allen. I think it was just the reality of what's happened. Josh Allen has struggled right. against this defense. Okay. I mean, listen, I'm not going to argue. I think the Jets have a really good defense. I'm, I'm not saying yeah, anything. If you're going to take shots, this is the time to do it. Is it? Well, you got the whole offseason now. But but why? I don't think it was intended to be a shot. Really? I think it was just this is what's this is what's happening against Buffalo. That's 4-1 now. No, the match is on the verge of, no, of, it's of being over. It's, not, no. Dang, it's over. Let's, have you seen his see body when, language? Let's see when Zverev tries to close this one out. Have you seen his body I'm language? I'm not saying it's quite over quite yet. So you have no issue with that? Uh, no, listen, I don't. I mean, I'd rather him not say you know say anything inflammatory, but I mean, fortunately for him, he's playing against their defense, and right. Josh Allen's playing against our defense, um, and he's got Aaron Rodgers coming back. Jets better be great this year. 
There's no choice. They better be great this year. You want to hear? That's understood. Another one from Garrett Wilson on Barton. Might as well. On the criticism Josh Allen faces when matched against one Patrick Mahomes. It's the position that that gets all the praise and gets all the. Um, when it's the other way around, you know, it gets put on them. It's definitely not, you know, Josh Allen can't beat Mahomes. Let me just say that, first of all, because Mahomes is that good to where if your teammate mess up, <laughs> you're going to pay for it. Man. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's been the case for the last couple of times I feel like they've played. I mean, Josh Allen's been as good as you can be. And, and you know, they still have nothing to show for it. And it, and it sucks, man. I ain't going to figure it. It has to suck. But Mahomes is just that good. And, and when we played against him this year, you know, I realized, like, he's that good. You know, we didn't get some calls right there. and But when you're dealing with a guy like Mahomes, if you don't get those calls, it's over. You know, and that's just the type of player he is, man. He's special. He's going to make the most out of every play. And Josh Allen's the same way, man. You're watching him play. Like, they're they're ridiculous. But, uh, you know, they got to be – they got to go out and win the game. All right. So that's much better. Well, and that's why I kind of – in all better. fairness to my take, I kind of had heard that one already, so – I don't. I don't like the first one at well, all. Well, you heard him just wax poetic about Josh Allen. Okay, not, I think it was just the it was what happened in the game. Like it's just it. It's what happened. Josh Allen. I mean, he has the propensity to turn the football over. Does not play well against our defense. It's not like I mean. It's not like yeah. He how could you guys beat the Bills? Off oh, offense dominated. Our offense stinks. Our quarterback stinks. Stinks. That's our only hope. But I mean, you've accomplished nothing. No, I understand that. But he was asked the question. I mean, he's. Barton Hahn asked him a question. He answered the question. Okay. Well, I don't like it. I don't have to like it. Well, maybe Garrett Wilson doesn't like you. Well, maybe, I, I didn't say I don't like Garrett Why Wilson. Why don't I take you to the event? You can tell him to his face and he can slap you in it. Can I sit there in the event? You can sit wherever you want. I'm going to slap you right in the face. I don't think he would. I, I would. didn't he look would. like a slappy, didn't he? I didn't say I don't like him. RJ, you have an issue with this Garrett Wilson soundbite or you love it? I I think it reflects, like Rick said, I think it reflects how they how they really feel. I think that was like a... I got like a Freudian slip. So do you have an issue with him saying this or no? Mm, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He be- also did say, I mean, have you watched him play? It's disgusting. Like he's a, he's well, one of the best l- quarterbacks l- in the Let's league. listen to it again. Let's let's listen to it again and see how we feel the second time around. Okay, here, here he is. When your offense is very Josh Allen predicated, you're going to live and die by that. You know, that's simple. You know, I feel like, you know, we played against Josh Allen the last couple of years. He's gave us a few games, bro. And... You know, the games that we did lose against them. You know, he played he played good. You know, nothing nothing crazy. But as far as the games we won, he gave us the game. I don't like it at all. They have zero all right, but, respect for Josh Allen. No, I think he has tons of respect for Josh Allen. I think he's just telling you how they won. And you also listen to when he talked about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't hear it and think there's zero like when respect. You're playing, like when you're playing a quarterback as good as Patrick Mahomes, he said, if you don't get those calls, you're not going to win. That's right. So if you're playing against Josh Allen and the offense is predicated around Josh Allen and he doesn't make mistakes, they're gonna, you're going to lose. The Jets will lose. If Josh Allen plays a game where it doesn't make a mistake That's against right. our offense, and our offense is as bad as it's been, you're going to lose that game. So you got to hope like hell that he makes a mistake, your defense takes advantage of it, and then you find a way to win. The Jets will be insufferable if they're good next year. Uh, it's going to be tough. They will be insufferable. Yeah, I'm going to be tough for you. I'm not worried about you. I can handle you. I don't know if you can handle the, this version the, of me. The, the Jets fans will be, the Jets players will be, they're not even good, and they talk all the time. <laughs> Yeah, defense is good. Garrett Wilson's hey, look, good. Look at you already setting the the table for it. Though. What you saying? They're going to be insufferable if if you, they're you good. Don't even know what's going to happen? No, no. I'm not saying that they'll, they'll. What I'm saying is, if they're a good football team, they will be insufferable. You disagree with that? Insufferable? How? Like the fan base? Or are you talking about cocky. the players? All, no, all, players. All of it. Cock, all of us. All of it. We will be. I, I agree with that. 
It's, Coming to the playoffs in thirteen. How, how do you not it's, see this, it's, right? It's, no, it's 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 going to be a lot of pent up football is dead inside. It's it's a lot, it's a lot of pent up aggression is what it's going to be, and and you know they it's going to be an explosion. It, it, it will be an explosion, it will be an explosion. Oh. everywhere. Oh. It just will, everywhere, all over the place. Back up the mayonnaise truck. It's going to be. Oh everywhere. God, you'll be. I'm gonna. I'm probably go. I probably go to New Mexico. I, I'll tell you what, too. I got excited. I for some reason I stumbled across the. Uh, RG, did you watch any of the Niners Green Bay game from was it 2012? Was it 2012? The was Niners that the, Green Bay game? Was that the Kaepernick game? It was the Kaepernick game. Where oh. I ran for like 181 yards. Yeah, yeah. but I was watching. It's an NFL postseason record. Watching how quickly Aaron gets rid of the football got me excited. Yeah, he was also 15 years younger. It doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. Brain doesn't stop. Green of Bay course scored, it does. Yeah. Your brain slows when you get older. No, it doesn't. Of course it does. <laughs> he's not 60. Well, he's in his 40s. Why are you trying to rain on my parade? Because He's I know what you're going to be like. He is being that guy. <laughs> I know what you're going to be like. I got out of I don't sleep for this. Hmm? I, I'm giving up years in the back end of my life for this, to be treated like this. Sorry. This is how you want to do it? Sorry. I'm going to say something to John today. You want a banana? You gave up those years on the back end? Yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, he's absolutely giving up years on the back end. Multiple. A hundred percent. I bring this guy sustenance, breakfast every day. It's he's, beautiful. Doesn't like the look of it. You need supermodel banana. You like Ramy with Tyra Banks? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm much. The like banana's Raymond. not good. Good looking enough for you. You know what? It look. It, it's. It's not a beautiful looking no. banana. It's got brown patches it's all been over. Let's through some stuff. You're going to compare this to Raymond's take on Tyra no. Banks? You act like you're just this. Uh, this immaculate piece of man meat. <laughs> you look like you've been through some stuff. <laughs> so, so you got this banana because you thought it. I linked up beautifully with yes. it. Yes. Is that the point? You're being mean. No, like, no, blame RJ. He took the good-looking banana. Now you're playing matchmaker yeah, with listen, the bananas. Yeah, listen, I had the first pick. I, I took the really oh, really the only banana. You really, because, because why? Because this banana is grotesque-looking. True? <laughs> is that true? It didn't test well at the combine. It, exactly that. It, it ran it's like not a, about, you know that. It ran like a 6'3", though. This is, yeah, but yeah this Brady is, didn't look good either, and it right. turned out beautiful. A 6'3". <laughs> um, you're the kind of guy that doesn't focus on, on the... Uh, I'm a the man. I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm a man that gets swayed by the guy. by the visual. Yeah, see, that's not absolutely. That's, I am. It's Raymond Raymond took the ugliest banana. How about that? He had second choice and took the ugliest one. His even had like true. a that's a not sticker true at all. It. it still has like a like an old sticker on it. Yeah, it was in better shape than the, than the one Dave got. See, you get you gave me the pathetic you banana. Pre- no. You gave me like the 50 year old banana. No, I did not. Raymond, how was that banana taste wise? It was great. Thank you. Dave rolls in a certain echelon now. You like you know how they say you, the wolf is hungriest on the way up. Dave, Dave's of, of a certain status now, where I think he believes. You know what? I don't. I, people like me don't eat bananas like this. I think that's where he's at. That's what it is now. Huh? You're a banana snob. You don't even bring bananas in anymore. Well, because I walked he's by the guy today, they were, they were just all, You know what? Screw all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. You guys are the most ungrateful pieces of you know what that I've ever met in my Whoa. entire Say life. Say it. Say what you feel. You're, you're garbage. Say what you feel. No, you know what? I give the guy. We haven't used the dump button today. Go ahead. You want, you want me to do it? Say it. No, I'll get fired. But I am angry at this moment. All right? I send this guy a, a tremendous Venmo. He didn't even, re- not a thank you, nothing. I told you why. You said you cut me on me. So what? Me. Sherry wrote that, not me. You told her to write it. No, I told her to write it, but okay. that came from her Venmo. <laughs> okay. But so, you okay. know what? So what? If I sent you a, a large sum of money, you would not 
at some point say, man, I'm I, can't usually, believe, I'm I can't usually, believe you said Carpe Omnia, but thank you I'm for that. Rick is the example. When when Rick did the same thing, I I, I had the same process. I, I, I saw it. I thanked him right away. I thought, listen, this is very nice. And I, and I, sent, him, and I sent a message. Disgusting. I, I, I opened the app with the same intention for you, and then I saw, and then I saw Carpe Omnia there, and I just... I just had rage. Oh, That's all I can do. It's just become clear. What? He is Garrett Wilson to your Josh Allen. And then yesterday, Not I bring in respect. bagels, and then beautiful bagels, buttered bagels, and then, <laughs> and then today, well, you don't bring bananas in anymore. I can't win with you guys. That wasn't me. Yeah, but no one criticizes your bagels. No one person. I only said nice things about your bagels. And then Arjun's like, I don't know if I can have a whole bagel. Stop bringing in bagels. You know what? I give up. I give up. You didn't even have a whole bagel. You get left the they whole were not, beautiful. They the, were not for me. But they the were best, for you guys. The you, best looking sesame seed bagel was just sitting there. You guys suck. Uh, ESPN <laughs> New York. Honestly, it's I don't know how I deal this with this. This is not a great workplace environment. ESPN really New York Superbox Bonanza. Can you please? Can you please? <laughs> oh, guys, stop. Dave, it's Dave's time now. He's going to read wonder, it. You know, why do you read it? I'll, give give, it. I'll, I'll do the job where I'm like, five. Go ahead. Give me it. Which one is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one is it? It's the, it's the read. Uh, it's ESP New York Superbox Bonanza <laughs> 5. This year, each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card and have a chance at one of the 10 Superboxes with prizes including a big screen TV, Nintendo Switch, MetaQuest, and much more. Big caller number. Oh, hmm. Caller number. <laughs> what? What number should I? Huh? Let's see. Today's Wednesday. What day of the month is it? It's the 24th divided by 2. That's 12. Garrett Wilson's 17. Uh, I'll go with number 9. <laughs> right, right now at 888-987-ESPN to select the box yeah, the big really game with the chance to win five hundred dollars in the first and third quarters, one thousand at halftime, and a final score payout of two thousand dollars. It's all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Well, the read baby didn't suck, but uh, certainly harder than my part of coming up with a number. I don't make and you like, that strain difficult. yourself every time. <laughs> oh, I I'll try uh, to be creative. When, all right, how oh, creative. Let's next see, time I go, take so three, three, next three time. squared oh, and God. divided by Chad Pennington's number, and <laughs> and then I add in the the Pythagorean theorem, and and I use the three point one four one five nine of pi. Uh, call it twelve. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here. Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You see that Billy Joel is coming out with new songs or a new song? I did for not the first see time that. in like forty years. I didn't see that. No. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, and I think uh, this is it for him. I believe he's he's done with his monthly tour of the Garden. Uh, I think you did tell me that. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to try to see him before before it's over. Yeah, it would be nice to see him. I've seen him twice, I think, but it would be nice to see him before he's done. Yeah. He's awesome. He's great. Awesome show. Told you. I the one where the uh, lead singer of ACDC came out. It was sick. That's cool. Awesome. I want to say, uh, I don't know if I was dreaming. I thought I, I saw one too where like, I think Lady Gaga was the, with potentially. With Billy Joel? Yeah. With, currently now she's, she's. No, no, she was with, uh, this is a while back. You saw her with Billy Joel? I think I did, yeah. Really? I think so. That's nice. That was great. Yeah. I, my, the best time, my, so when I played for the Wolves, we had the best setup in Chicago. Who were the Wolves? The Chicago, Chicago Wolves, Wolves, my okay. first year. That's so, a, that's AHL? It was the AHL. Uh-huh. Back then it was the IHL. But it was the best It was the best setup. We were like the kind of the the team in town because the Blackhawks really stunk. And our owner there is, I think he's still the owner there, was unbelievable. And we'd have tons of shows there. And he used to hook us like, we'd get the best setup. So I must have seen, I don't know, that season probably like 10 different shows. Really? Did you appreciate it? Uh, yeah. 
You did, even, yeah. even though you're a young kid, you appreciate. Well, I used to love right. going. I mean, I like going to the concerts, and then you get treated like that. And you have great seats. It was awesome, man. That's nice. A lot of the wrestling stuff was good. Um, all right, so I have it in front of me. Here, here's how the voting went down. Adrian Beltre gets in 366 votes, 95 percent um, on the ballots. Clear, obvious. Todd Helton, 307 votes, uh, just shy of 80 percent. He's in. Um, Joe Mauer, the Minnesota kid, 293, 76 percent. He narrowly gets in, and that's it. And then you have Billy Wagner, who I think missed out by four votes. So you say he's going to get in next year. I stand by it. It's like it was if, five votes, I think. All right, if he's going to get in next year, why didn't he get in this year? I just how the voting works. He's going to get in. But what I don't understand is how if you're you know the, a guy that votes, that you look at him this year and say, mm, I don't think so, but next year you're like, oh, yeah, Billy Wagner deserves well, it's how to you, get I think in. it's how you disperse your votes. I mean, there are some guys that want to make sure that they have, you know, what, just assume this guy's going to vote for you know, Billy Wagner, and I want to make sure this guy stays in the ballot, so I'm going to vote for him because I don't feel like he's going to get enough votes. So, so you kind of have to play stupid. God if you're if you're one of these voters. Yeah, now. It's the whole thing is weird. How much do you think the the players' relationship with the media is impacted with, oh, with I think the votes? A lot. They, so, so you think if oh, why is I mean why is David Ortiz in? Now I don't know what he popped positive for. Right. Just so like you know like those those anonymous tests that they run. Like I don't know what's I mean even the commissioner came out and said it wasn't necessarily a you know a steroid that he popped off on. But I mean, he was caught up in that whole thing. Sure, he was, and it was a no-brainer that he was going in. Yeah, and and it felt like he was just beloved, and they absolutely yeah, had I don't, to, to you put can him. Correct in. me if I'm wrong, though. I don't think that, did Barry Bonds ever fail a test. I don't think he failed the test. No, but he's uh, the same excuse, though, right? Bonds is not, Bonds is not going to get in. No, I know, but it's the same Sheffield excuse, and Sheffield's got what sixty-some percent of the vote. Is that oh, I just used my and, they, knee. and they were together, right? Well, I was just I just oh, I knew there was a steroid cream for my knee. Okay, yeah, all right, right. Feigning, I'm sorry, feigning ignorance is not acceptable. Why'd you use that HGH? Oh, just for to recover. So, okay. what would you, what would you, like, in a perfect world in your mind, and I want to get to a I would let all second, these guys in. Just so, so would you put them. Because I don't them, know who was on it. Would you put them in a separate wing? No. Would you, so no. So, so, so it's like if you were, so you would eliminate any negativity towards PEDs, HGH, cream. No, no, I would, I mean, it's part of, right, I mean, the whole point of the, the Hall of Fame is to tell the story of the sport, right? Right. So you had, a, I mean, a period of time where it was the Well, but how about if you don't the know? The steroid error. So, so you're telling stories of, of uncertainty then in some some of these guys. Some of them we know, right, what they did and, and Well, how, A-Rod we know. Right, A-Rod we know. Right, I mean, Clemens you assume, Barry Bonds you assume. Right, but that, but you assume with Clemens, I mean, Palmero. Well, otherwise, why are they not in? Well, I think Barry we know Bonds why, is a Hall of Fame. I think Barry we know Bonds is the greatest in. baseball player in the history of the sport. Right, A. a- Rod is one of no, no the greatest doubt. players to ever play the game. Right, and you could make the argument that Barry Bonds should and and probably would have been a Hall of Famer had he never done any steroids. Right. So again, I don't know because here's the thing though: I do not play the high and mighty card where it's like, no, I wouldn't do that because I can't tell you that I wouldn't. If I was Barry Bonds and I was in, and I was as good as Barry Bonds was, as prolific as I was, and I look over and all the guys getting all the attention are Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire because they're hitting, you know, they're chasing down this home run record. Right. And I find out what they're doing. I'm just going to sit back. I, I agree with you. It's easy to be high and mighty and say, I'd never do this. I'd never do that. I'm better than this. I'm, but if it means that you go from a very good player to lead story on SportsCenter every night, you can really sit here and definitively tell me that you would never involve yourself with any of that stuff. Well, I'm not saying it makes forget, it right. No, but, but forget leads. Who cares about being the lead story on SportsCenter? What it does for you financially. Well, financially. Look what it did for Brett Boone. Career-wise? Look at the money Brett Boone made. 
Yeah. And what he turned himself into. Brady Anderson. Right. Same thing. Right? And there was never any any confirmation. Brady Anderson, one season, he had 50 home runs, for God's sakes. Right. So, I mean, again, that's why I have a hard time with it. And I still think those guys were, like, A-Rod without steroids, still a Hall of Famer. Clemens without steroids, Hall of Famer. Fawns without steroids, still a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I, and I, I don't know I how think many. You're right. Listen, I don't know how many guys were actually at the time. Like it depends on who you ask. What percentage of the league was using it? And also, it depends. Like, there are like, guys that are using. It. Like, did you ever think Bartolo? Like, would you look at Bartolo no. and say, "Hey, would you look at Andy Pettit?" But Andy Pettit's a weird case as well because it's like everyone loved Andy Pettit. So it's like, well, he only used it the one time, and okay. he told us it's only one. Th- I mean, come on, really? Well, you're still getting all the benefits of it, even if you think, and, even and if you and say you're did, using and it. And he did it. Right? No, he admitted he did it. Right. But as to why he did it. Well, you're still getting all the. I don't care why you're doing it. You're still getting all the benefits of doing it. You're getting the same benefits as someone that's doing it for right to hit more home runs. You're right, getting the same benefit. Of course you are. Let's go to some of the calls on this one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. And then I do want to get your take on on Alex Rodriguez. If you had a vote, I think you tipped your hand a little bit, but we'll get back to it. Fran in Massapequa. Good morning, Fran. You're on ninety eight seven. Hey guys, what's up? Love the show. Thanks, Fran. This is tough. This is tough, the Hall of Fame, because I grew up at a time when Hall of Fame is what Hall of Fame is. Now it seems like they're letting guys in that, you know, I don't think should be in. Now, the the bad guys or whoever is accused, I, I listen, like Rick said, I agree that some of these guys, like a, like a Barry Bonds who was going to be on his way to being a Hall of Famer. Now, I think guys that you have evidence on that were, that were caught with steroids, say like a Palmaro or whoever else was caught, if you get these guys, the whole I've never been there. Dave, you said you were there. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's the, an amazing space. The, I'm going to go. But when you see the, let's say, uh, you, you see the Mickey Mantle exhibit. It, it talks about the player, correct? Like there's a little sign. It says, well, hey, yeah, the, Mantle, the, blah, blah, the, yeah, blah. you have you have the yeah. Of course, you have the full description about the player. Absolutely, right. A description about the player for the younger players. So you put in there guys that you have concrete evidence. You put in what they did wrong. You talk to them. You say, listen, Pete Rose, you gambled on baseball. We're the Hall of Fame. We want you in there. You got to come out in the press conference, say that you're guilty, say that you gambled on games. You were wrong. It's totally the wrong thing to do. And, the, well, you know, I told the Hall of Fame this. We had a meeting. The Hall of Fame will be there with them. They say, hey, we forgive them. We're going to put them in. A-Rod, same thing. Come out. I'm guilty. I use steroids. I stuck the needle in my butt. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. And I, I want to be in the Hall of Fame. I was a jerk. You know, if these guys come out and say they're guilty, they did it, then they, you know what? If you have evidence and they state they say that, let them in. Because that, the bottom line is they're letting everybody in now anyway. There's no difference. A guy like BJ well, should never be in the Hall of Fame. But, but yes, friend, they're, but, no, they're not letting everybody in. He's not right about that. Clemens not in. Bond's not in. Palmeiro's not A-Rod's in. not going to get in. A-Rod's not going to get in. No. So they're, they're, not, they're not just willy-nilly letting everybody in. I kind of like what the NFL does. Manny Ramirez isn't going to get in. Manny Ramirez is never going to get in. And he's one of the great, I mean, oh my one of the great right-handed God, hitters you've ever seen in your Manny life. Manny Ramirez is a phenomenal hitter. But the NFL is like, what you did on the field is the only determining right. factor. And everything you did away from the field, be it PEDs, be it steroids, be it, you know, whatever it happened to be, we don't care. In a sport that would actually be dangerous if someone is that much stronger because they're taking steroids yeah, or no, human it's, growth it's hormone. it's a fair point. But at like least you could they, do real damage to somebody. Like, like we, it, your entire voting process is based on what kind of player you are. Well, it's amazing, too. The guy that it. knew it was happening at the time is in the Hall of Fame. Who? Like, Bud Selig knew it was happening. Right. And yet he's in the Hall of Fame. Right. And David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame. Well, there was no, again, it's like, I mean, it depends on, like, how you want to frame your decision like do you want to do it where like there was a certain point where it was because at the time like the things i mean i remember mark you know mark mcguire and guys on my team and at the u.s program started taking it because they saw it in a stall with the andrews team like it was just it was right. out in the open right and like this is I mean, that that was i mean and even before that 
like with those A's teams and everything else, guys were doing it. And all of a sudden now baseball has this oh, this you know, this new life because it's Sosa and McGuire and everyone kind of knows what's going on. You see the emails and everything else. They let it happen because it's great for baseball. It was great for baseball. And then it was kind of like baseball's dead after the strike. Right, but baseball then they had, was dead. It's almost I don't know if this is a great comparison, but it almost reminds me of what happened with the whole cheating scandal with the Astros. It's like, okay, we know what's going on. Right. Stop. Team stop. They didn't. They kept pushing it, so they got they paid the price for it. It's like, okay, we know the steroid stuff is going on. Now we want now we're telling you it's a problem. You gotta stop. And then anyone that continued to do it is kinda like, all right, you made your bed, you're gonna lie in it. But I also think it's not fair to the players that didn't. I just don't know how many of those players there were because it does it does move the goalposts, right? Well, that that's a, that's a problem too. We don't really know the answers on all these guys, so we're just kind of we're playing God now. Well, not only the I don't even mean these guys. I just mean in general. Like it's like I mean the, the reason why you would say because it, it's cheating. It is. I mean if it's against the rules, it's cheating. But like how many how many other players that we don't even know about that aren't Hall of Famers were also doing it? Like are you cheating or are you evening the playing field? Like I would say for Barry Bonds, for him, he was in his mind, I'm evening the playing field. Because for them, I know I'm better than them. And they're right. hitting all these home runs. I want to know what they're doing. Because as athletes, we always, I mean, you're always trying to find right. what they're other guys are doing. Right, they're getting all the attention. When you're the best player in the sport, you're not getting any of the attention. Right, and you want to know what the hell, what, what the hell's happening here? What's, what's this guy doing? I think we knew. Well, yeah, so he figured it out and he's like, all right. Oh, you want to do that? Then all of a sudden he shows up. His head's getting bigger. And <laughs> I, uh, it's, I mean, looking at, at what he Ooh. looked like at the end of his career, it's, it's... Dude, but even... I'll tell you what, though, man. Even on whatever he was taking, like when you watch him play and you recognize how many times he was getting walked, how many pitches he actually saw oh, in no. the bat. I mean, uh, the guy's amazing. And he's able to, he was Abs- able to do what he did? Absolutely amazing. But he was, he was cheating. He was doing things that probably mm-hmm. other players were not doing. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.